0: Scan the QR code,
1: it helps us lose. He wants to scan that. Good morning, and thank you for coming here to today. Everybody's busy, but this
0: is very, very important. for, uh, for and Rina Asher. Thank you for all your time, and now, without further ado, your way. Um, hi everyone, welcome. Um, like we kind of typed into this little opening slide here, we're really so grateful that you took time out of your day to be here. Um, to tell you a little bit about myself, like you've heard, my name is Dan graduated Flatbush High School in 2009, so, you know, it's nice to kind of come to a home community and a home base um, and be sharing about something so important. A little bit about how I got started in some of this work. Um, As a sophomore in college, um, I was seeing some headlines coming out in the news. You know, sometimes there are trends where, like, all of a sudden you see a bunch of headlines about the same thing. And I think some of you know the headlines you're talking about, but these are some of the wilds. I don't like you Like what I was seeing. This is the part that I don't get to share with students. you think it's not so serious when, you know, you're just going about your daily life as a kid and you don't always realize um, the impact of of your actions. This year was a little bit different. And, you know, Leanne DeHaan started at SAFE, reached out to me at the beginning of the year, and this is my first year out of the classroom in about seven, seven or eight years. And so I said, you know what, these student programs have been super well received up until now, but, now that i'm not working let's really take this and run with it let's really expand this program and deepen the impact of this work because the one-off program is a one-off program right and that's when working together we redrafted the curriculum um, right this new unit for safe classes so um, i you know crafted up anti-bullying or bullying awareness curriculum with the safe teachers training and going through that curriculum um, and some of the ideas that inform it. Yesheba Flavish happens to also brought me in to speak to all of the teachers during the PD Day at the start of this month um, through the the lower and middle school, which is really exciting. Every class within the middle school has also now heard my presentation um, of what happened to me, had that Q&A and are discussing it. And finally, the last leg of this uh, initiative is parent programming for all of you coming. So that, I hope that that gives you a little bit of context of kind of what we're doing here and what um, what this all relates to and why we're here. With all of that in mind, I'd like to invite you to uh, join me in a little game now. This whole uh, system is a little bit slow, so I hope you'll bear with me. But if you can see go to, not it. IT is going to be just like your kids do in half their classes, I'm sure. Um, we're going to play a little game. And if you were, have been part of my trainings before, I apologize for some of the redundancies. You will recognize the scenarios. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to read through various scenarios of um, kids interacting with one another. Thank you This scenario is about Molly and Amara. Molly and Amara have been best friends. They got into an argument, and Amara now claims that Julie is her best friend. Molly is hurt and angry. Alright, so which one do you think it is? Hopefully, once everybody puts in it, it is. That'll bring us up to the Hillel parents. not saying like I'm getting everybody ganking them up against you or like I'm better than you it's just this is my friend okay so what you're speaking to it it sounds like two things if I can kind of pull it apart one is that these are two friends who are kind of like they have equal footing in their relationship right and it's isolated to just them no one else is getting involved it's not escalating it's just them having an argument beautiful anybody have a different thought yeah don't necessarily mean that something not okay is going on. Sometimes we're gonna get our feelings people power almost never really comes up. But you're right. Power in numbers. Years, they're not the same age and the same size. Beautiful, so they're not the same age, we don't know anything about their size, but it seems like in a typical situation, we would expect a fifth grader to be physically larger than a third grader, right? So there's age, there is likely size, beautiful. Physical. Meaning. Oh, meaning like there's yeah, physical contact, contact happening. Beautiful, we might see a situation, you know, to <laughs> keep that in mind. But yes, in this situation, it's not only physical, What's the intention behind that physical? To hurt him? To, hurt him, no, to no assert? To, assert to embarrass? Right? Something wrong? like that. Great. The word keeps. Can you say that for anybody who missed it? In the um, it said keeps. Keeps. Over and over, like and over and over again. Like Beautiful. That. Excellent. What about people thinking it's conscious?
1: We had a lot of you. I know it's scary to <laughs> expose yourselves, but it's like half the
0: group, right? So you're in good company. You're in excellent company. Okay, but so what, what made you feel like, I don't really know if I can do. There's not enough information. I overread the work piece. Okay. Sometimes okay. it's just fun, that it might not have I mean, that you're but it sounds like it could have been an isolated incident or a screen over a slide and you went first and it's just an acting thing before I thought. Great, that's something that kids do. Excellent, right? That said before, even if it's unkind behavior, it's not necessarily bullying. So maybe if this was a one time thing, right? Maybe if it was that fifth grader had a really rough morning and just lost his school, right? Maybe it could just be, be conflict. Any other thoughts about conflict? I'm sorry? Good. We'll get into reasons as in, as a kind of next step. But I think it's interesting to start thinking about like, well, maybe there was a reason, right? And, and whether or not that changes our thoughts. There's really nobody. Guys, <laughs> <minds. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> All right, speaking of power and power to young men, I just want to say it's two against everybody else's one, well, okay? I have to say that like, there's, a, there's a trio in front of us. Well, oh, <laughs> in Amazing. So it sounds like you're saying these invitations were not arbitrary, right? It wasn't just Amy deciding who I want there and who I don't. It was all for camp friends. And I actually want to name the fact that I've taught at schools where that was the policy around invitations. You need to invite across a criteria, right? So if you if you don't want to invite everyone, that's fine. If you want to invite the girls in your class, you're inviting all the girls in your class. If you're inviting. Your camp friends, you're inviting all your camp friends and no one else. Right? Only her camp friends. Now, would we feel differently about this if everyone, if everyone in the class went to that camp except two kids? Yeah. But the thing is, it's always even
1: though it, it, it's much more hurtful and much more upsetting, and that's something that I would want to be on the end of. It's still only complex because it's an isolated incident and in a few weeks or maybe the next day another invitation will come out and it might never be forgotten. They may always feel bad, but it's not if it's a repeated thing and they turn to the camp into so a gonna click, click in the classroom and they do things one yes. yes. time. Let, so let you ask you honestly, party. But
0: let me ask you honestly, if everyone in the class goes to the same camp except two kids. Do we think that they this has invited, already yes. been a pattern, that there's already been a clique? that they're, they're already remember, maybe they're different, different they're not, in some ways? It's just not nice. Maybe. It's not nice. It like sometimes they're not remembered because they're not in the same camp, yeah. which, has, which is guess. not it's nice. Not nice. And, and, moment and moment we as parents might say, listen, I know they don't come to the camp, but why don't we let them choose whether or not they want to be there. I you come think come you reserve camp. I don't know. I think you reserve camp. things for the summer. I'm sorry. I think camp should be reserved for the summer. Uh-huh. That's I my personal opinion. If you're having opinion. something for just your camp friends, it for the summer right. when it's not going well, I mean, during the school year.
1: But, right.
0: right, exactly. I think that that's really interesting. And I think this is a really good opportunity to think about the difference between am I doing something wrong And is there a way to do this that is kinder? There's a big difference. There's a lot of space in between those things, right? Am I doing something wrong? No, Amy's fine. Amy is totally within her right. In the event that there were only two kids that weren't invited because it happened to be that they went to camp I don't know what instead of where everybody else is going, would it be kinder to save it for the summer or to invite them and kind of just give them the choice? that would be helpful, right? But it doesn't seem, based on what we know, that this is bullying or bullying behavior. It's isolated, it was a cross criteria, it doesn't seem like anybody's personhood was being targeted, right? All right, so we've got some progress, but not quite enough to take over the So We're gonna gang up, but we're gonna demonstrate bullying behavior and gang up on the All right, this is Carolyn Jeannie. Though Carol is new to the school this year, the girls in the class are welcomed and often invite her to hang out. Jeannie, a tall girl who's been at the school since pre-K, does not want to be friends with Carol and begins making negative comments about her, uh, about her clothes and glasses. In front of other students, she asks Carol if her family is poor since she, quote, always wears the same outfit. The class begins to gossip about Carol's choice of outfit and her family's financial situation. Soon, Carol stops being invited to playdates. Spends lunch time. Um, <laughs> Carol kind of tugs at our heartstrings <laughs> a little bit, <throat> right? So maybe that tells us something. Interesting. Does the, yes. So, but I assume you're going to ask why. <laughs> <my laughs> <question>. So, <laughs> it's, it's kind of that specific aggression of, about somebody. Like it's targeted, it's very targeted. Other thoughts for either side, whether you were my my one brave conflict person Mm -hmm. or my my other bullying, team bullying. Well the bullying she's starting to gain people up the main. Did unlike the boys though in the Sammy situation, I I don't think it said Jeannie specifically went and told other people something. details in the story indicate that Jeannie might have more power. In addition, in addition to the fact that people are following her lead, she's tall. And Jeannie, she's, there pre-K. she's there from pre-K versus a kid who's new. I, what, bothered those,
1: what bothered me was the comment about the parent's financial status. <laughs> I want to repeat that again
0: in just a second. What was her name? <laughs> Rachel's making a very interesting observation. So what bothered me was the comment about the parents' financial status. Yes. yes. Um, Why did that I think Specifically. specifically I, you know, it's it's none of an, It's none of the children's business. If the parents are divorced, if the parents are rich, if the parents are poor, if the parents have community issues, it it shouldn't trickle down to the point where children know and are using it against other children. Using it against others. Could I use anything against you if I felt like it? Probably. What might indicate that something should be like seriously off limits to joke about or talk about? Right? We have a sense of that's just not appropriate. But we really break it down. Why is it not appropriate? Maybe it's a fact, and if they're not poor, then okay, then it's just a stupid comment that was uneducated and she doesn't know what she's talking about. But what is it about it that makes it like, wow, that's so not the it's not her fault, right? Not appropriate, sure, but what, so why might someone feel so bad if someone if someone said that to you? Why would it feel so bad, whether or not it was reflective of the reality? Because you're putting the girl wrong. You're putting her beneath. Now, socioeconomic status. Another form of power. It's not in the girls' control. It's not in her control. And also, I like it or not, within our society, there we have ascribed shame and status to those things. Right? And even young kids can that and internalize that, even if they can't put words to it. But I just want to say
1: right. that that even the, the, the fact that it's not in her worse about it but most of the things that kids are being bullied
0: about are not We're in their not in control. control. 100%. 100%. Sometimes I'll, you know, I, this happened to me, actually. Um, I was with my in-laws, and they were telling me a story about how a friend of theirs decided to do a dairy bar mitzvah. And that person's in-laws asked if they were having financial trouble. It was hilarious. <laughs> when I heard that their in-laws' reaction, I gasped. I said, "That's so. that's so terrible. The kids are watching my reaction to the fact that I said, oh my gosh, what an inappropriate thing to say that someone might be having financial in trouble. As soon as it left my mouth, I was like, Ugh. right? Because those reactions, what you start speaking about very really quietly, what you say, you don't talk about that, why don't we talk about it? Because there's shame, right? So kids pick up on those things, right? All of that informs their thoughts and feelings. I am so eager to hear your thoughts. In the interest of time, I'll ask you to please write it down or type it out so that you don't forget, so that we can move on and hopefully we'll have time for it. Does that sound okay? Awesome. Especially because we're like losing like 30 seconds in half. That's okay. Jared and Kyle, this one's interesting, and it's our last one for now. Jared and Kyle are friends from the hockey team. One day when Jared walks past Kyle in the hall, he pushes him into the lockers and runs away laughing. Kyle shouts, hey, runs after Jared, and shoves him forward. Jared falls, cutting his chin against the floor, and says, dude, what the heck? That really hurt. Kyle responds, next time, don't push me, and angrily walks away. I can see a lot of people hesitating, Okay. Mm-hmm. To a locker and was laughing. I mean, the fact that I don't know if Kyle or Derek could fight back, that's good for him. But I still feel like he was bullied. Why, why did he do that? Right, there was that physical aggression, right, that we were talking about before, right. and he got hurt. The fact that I these ones I get confused. The fact that I think Kyle, you know, responded is is interesting in terms of that people. But anyway, he was pushed. He was pushed into a locker. It's like look. other thoughts about bullying. Thank <laughs> you. Does it look like there's a power imbalance? Mm -hmm. Not really, right? They're friends from the hockey team. What else did we say contributes to our definition of bullying? Our ideas around what makes it bullying? Sorry? Right, so power struggle, power imbalance. And what were you just speaking to? Chronic. Chronic, ongoing, repetitive. That fifth grader keeps pushing the third grader, right? Um, Carol's situation seems like it's taking the place over the course of several weeks, that all of a sudden she stops receiving invitations. Right, so chronic, ongoing, power imbalance. Is there anything else? Right, so like, does it escalate? Can it be resolved? That's actually not one that we named explicitly, but one of the things I saw in my research as I was developing the curriculum was, is it likely that the kids can resolve this? If it's likely that the kids can resolve it, talk it out, apologize, whatever, and move on, chances are it's conflict and in this instance this is conflict right based on those uh based on those characteristics right it could just be that they do this all the time and then one day kyle woke up on the wrong side of the bed and was not in the mood to be pushed right or that he just got a 67 back on a math test that he studied for and he was just not in a place to be joking around with jared did jared know that no and kyle reacted Right, but based on what we've been
1: talking about, it seems that way. Okay, well, so. also think you have to think about the full like the uh, if they're on the team, maybe they're in sixth grade, seventh grade, even like, you know, the boys rush house, the boys at right, that age push. If it's happening, you know, with much older kids, you know, you, should, you really want, should know better not no, to push me. Or if it's happening with much kids. younger kids, you're pushing for a reason. But at that age, but you're pushing because you
0: can't communicate. You sh- they
1: shouldn't, a seventh grade boy shouldn't push, it. but he might <laughs>
0: Round of applause <laughs> for Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. title yeah. yeah. right? well <laughs> <laughs> um, Awesome. So, I want to shift our kind of attention now. Very shortly, my next slide will say, you know, so believe. Yeah. Well, I have been been work. to I have to Can anyone else actually? <laughs> Let you me know some of your thoughts. If so you guys can repeat it back to me, or maybe even turn and talk to someone next to you or nearby. See if you can come up with three or four kind of character traits for what makes something bullying. Like that kind of behavior that's not okay, that if left untouched, will really, like, might get serious and create real harm. So take 20 seconds to talk about those criteria. Yeah, yeah, chat with next to you <laughs> <laughs> I would say something like
1: targeted <laughs> 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 I would say targeted.
0: Okay. <laughs> Yeah. right Jeannie knows she's being really unkind when she says that thing about Carol Jared and Kyle might have just been joking her out right so intention and that brings us back to our conversation about reasons right someone was saying well maybe there's a reason what reason could you give to Jeannie why might Jeannie be bullying Carol let's call it what it is she's bullying getting other people involved. She's taking away her friends. Why might Jeannie be doing that? She could have her own insecurities. She could have things going on at home that nobody knows about. Literally anything, right? She might be feeling insecure. And what in this situation might be causing her to feel insecure?
1: Jealousy. She's jealous.
0: Carol is this new girl. All of a sudden, all the girls are obsessed with her. Everybody's inviting her to sleep over. Jeannie's like, I'm sorry. I was the cool girl here. Is she the tall one? Right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I I don't get what tall <laughs> us because, because some children feel insecure when they look different from the other children. There's a physical well and power. also some sometimes your physical this right. is actually like a statistical observation. In general CEOs, presidents, etc. are taller. A lot of times we just naturally ascribe more power to people who are taller. If that both the case. I do, not say, oh, I'm so powerful, but, like, you know, there's <laughs> I'm, I'm just fine, right? But that wasn't the case when, when I was a kid, right? And so it's not necessarily an indicator of that. It could be that Jeannie was so tall that it was awkward, right? We see that happen in middle school all the time, right? But there was that power in balance,
1: right? Great.
0: Right. But if Jeannie were to come to you and say I'm feeling really bad because I feel like nobody's paying attention to me anymore and everybody just wants to spend time with Carol, what would we say to Jeannie? I hope that at least some of us would say, I hear that. That feels really uncomfortable. That's really sad. I'm sorry that you're feeling left out or I'm sorry that you're feeling badly, right? Is it understandable for Jeannie to feel that way? Let's say, let's take the fifth grade student who was pushing the third grader. We knew nothing about him. What if literally that morning his mother packed up a suitcase and walked out of the house? Would it be understandable for that fifth grader to be pushing around that third grade student? Do you understand him? Do you understand where he's coming from, what he's feeling, or why he might want to do that? That's what I mean. Is it understandable that that might happen? I think it is. Is that acceptable? That's where I'm gonna introduce you to my favorite two scenarios. They are the most triggering and controversial two scenarios. And I'm excited to unpack them with you. But I will say they might, um, I call them triggering because a lot of people either see themselves within one of these two stories or see their children know that I see myself in both of the scenarios in different ways and I also have students who have been both of these, the kids in both of these scenarios. Yes? So, but getting fun. back to the comments before, um, I do understand where you said, you have to see the other side, but also when I speak to my kids who are growing up, there was an extreme mm-hmm. sensitivity where you would say to your kid, please make sure to okay. help there and So talking about money and talking about a parent's lost a parent with divorce is not something you should say. Shh, it's something you should. Hundred percent. All right. So Sarah, Sarah has recently started to hang out with boys more often than she used to. Now her friends roll their eyes. I want you to do that. Why, if you're feeling like, how can these be bullying behavior? Why is this bullying behavior it and disagree that it's bullying? I want to hear from you right now. I know I just told you that you won't be but talk to me, because there are a lot of people who say, I'm sorry. Sarah's friends are being completely reasonable. She's the one who left the group. She thinks she's so cool, she's hanging out with the boys now. Why shouldn't they react to that? Maybe, maybe, but do I have? Even if you don't want to share, why do I have anybody who's who's feeling that way? Of like, I don't really get why Sarah's friends reacting that way is bullying. Awesome. What about with Ron? Ron is clearly driving everyone in the class insane. So when they don't want to hang out with him, why is that wrong? Why is that bullying? Is there anybody feeling like that? Not not answering the question just yet, but is anybody feeling like that? Like, I'm sorry, but if I were one of the other boys, I would be doing the exact same thing, and I don't think it's totally. This was her group of friends, right? Yes, she's branching out. Guess what, it's middle school, that's what we do. We branch out, we explore new things, we explore new groups, right? Well, you guys are all parents of middle schoolers, so that's part of why why, we share But you know what? So that that is super normal, and it doesn't really seem, it doesn't say, like, Sarah doesn't care because she hangs out with her other friends anyway, right? Obviously, that's all omitted from the scenario. But part of it that some people are picking up on is, she's not feeling okay enough to come to school anymore. That is a serious red flag. And I'm sure there are some people here who are saying, well, her friends can't take responsibility for how she reacted. My kid tells me they don't wanna go to school all the time. Doesn't necessarily mean they're being bullied. And you're right. However, part of my messaging to the kids is, you don't know the impact that you're having. And when you isolate, and leave them without friends. You put them in an incredibly disempowered position. They all have each other, and she doesn't. No matter how many boys she be, right? because you know that's not the same, right? So, someone said that they might be jealous. What's another reason they could be doing this? Because this is really the crux of what I really want us to talk about, despite all the time that we spent on those scenarios. What else could? agree with that value So Payback, that, right? They're angry with her for what? For leaving them, for stopping to hang out because what are they feeling as a result of that? Maybe they think she's more than now. They're feeling hurt. Their feelings are hurt. That's a huge part here and a lot of people struggle to name that. That is the problem here. Right? She's not. Hundred
1: percent.
0: Of course, of course. And and we can argue about that. We can we can go back. I love a conversation between you and the girls. No, I mean listen, this I trust you when I said this scenario in particular, I could literally spend all these time about my Right? But at the same time, the thing that I want you to That's a problem. And it's a problem that they are trying to resolve, right? So my point here is there is always going to be a reason, like we named jealousy, you're just plain annoyed, you got your feelings hurt, you disapprove of what someone else is doing and it makes you uncomfortable. That's something in Sarah's situation, right? If those other girls are not at the developmental They're judging her. They're uncomfortable by her actions. Is that Sarah's problem? No, only because they've made it her problem. But really, they're the ones with the problem, right? So there's always a reason, but it's never okay, right? In order to think about how we help our kids not do this, we need to However, it's an attempt that actively harms others. It rewards revenge, right, over resolution. It allows children to punish others. That's a big one. I'm punishing you for how you made me feel. I'm punishing you for what happened to me after you said this. I'm punishing you because I think you're gross. I don't like what you're doing. I disapprove of what you're doing. I think your skirt is too short, and I'm punishing you for that. That's not okay, right? (coughs) denies the opportunity to learn useful tools. I'm sorry, you don't always get to choose who your colleagues are or who your in-laws are, and you need to learn how to make peace with people you don't get along with, right? A big thing that I've heard from the teachers is that huge conflicts arise when their, their children are partnered with others that they don't want to be working with. That's a life skill. We should want our children to learn how to work with others in a kind, constructive, and collaborative way, no matter what they think of that way. I don't always get to choose my colleagues, right? And I certainly don't get to throw a tantrum about it, right? Um, and, oh, sorry, the last point, it fuels an environment of mistrust, fear, and resentment. And if you ask your kids, or you ask their teachers, I assure you they will agree with me. They're nervous. About what someone might say to them on TikTok. They're nervous about a rumor that might start if so and so finds out that X, Y, and Z. Kids should not. Always, everyone. Everyone. Because one day it's you and one day it's not. They don't
1: know.
0: Right? All of a sudden, one day, I thought that Angela was my best friend, and one day Angela woke up and said, you know what? Debbie's getting a little bit too confident in math class. We're gonna make math uncool So that environment where you don't know who your friends are, you don't know what what is gonna trigger that punishment is horrible. And kids can't now, teachers, Kids can't learn when they feel insecure, and they can't develop proper sense of. When they walk around being mistrusting, feeling like they need to accommodate to what everybody else wants them to be because they're nervous about what might happen if they're honest, it's horrible. We don't want to raise kids in an environment like that. But it's that environment, that cultural shift where it's okay to punish your friends if they upset you, that fuels this kind of environment, right? So I came up with a little mnemonic, right? We need to help them make an iota of improvement. And do I know that most people don't use the word iota in everyday mm-hmm. speech? Yes. <laughs> that was what I could come up with. So, iota, a tiny itty bitty bit of improvement by identifying and acknowledging the problem. Oh, you didn't get invited to this party. What is the problem? The problem is not that you didn't get invited. What is the real problem? Someone help me out. You feel left out. The problem is more often than not an emotion. I feel upset. I feel hurt. I feel left out. That is the problem. Own the problem as your own. That's a me problem that I feel left out. It's not Sarah's problem that her friends are upset. It's their problem that they're upset. Think of a solution that keeps everyone safe. What could Sarah's friends have done instead? Talk to her, Sarah. We miss you. We feel like we never see you anymore. We make a. Now, Sarah might say, haha, I'm cool you're not, right? But one thing that I try to emphasize to my students is that the way we treat others is a reflection of us, not of them. And so even if Sarah were to be awful and throw it back in their face, the right thing to your child, I understand why you reacted this way. It is okay to say to your child, I know your feelings were hurt and what it felt like it was appropriate to do in the moment was to call that kid a name. I know that, I hear you, I understand. And even if we need to try to bring that kid to task on what he did that wasn't okay, you did something wrong. And you having done something wrong doesn't take away from the fact that the other kid also did something wrong. You can still apologize for your part and helping our kids accept responsibility, even when, or maybe even specifically, when we understand where they're coming from is a huge part of holding them accountable to higher behavioral standards. So you as parents can, like you were saying before, model communication and kindness. If you yourself snap at your partner, snap at your mother on the phone, snap at someone, then seeing you say, you know what, Emotions got away from me. I felt hurt because of X, Y, and Z, and I'm sorry. Huge, right? Talk with them. genuinely apologize and acknowledge that your behavior disrespects our family, you're not going to eat dinner with us tonight. Because if you can't respect our family structure, you need to be separated from our family structure a little bit. Very, very harsh, right? And like Kind of intense. But that's what I mean about logical. Connect the behavior to the consequence to help them understand it and hold them accountable and get help if, if, if they're struggling. Whether they are the ones who Thank you. Wait, the resolution is not clear, right? Like, the actual, how do we fix this is not clear, right? It, it is a, everyone's getting involved, but they are, and for Ron. not. Yep. They almost don't and Ron lose. needs help, right? Ron, Ron doesn't like that he's like this, I promise you, I promise you, Ron, when Ron goes home at the end of the day, Ron knows but he cannot help it. So, Ron's family needs to get Ron help, some social skills help, therapy, right, cognitive behavioral, alter those behaviors, because he doesn't know how else to be. And in my own classrooms, when I've had situations like this, and this will depend on the child, depend on the dynamic, depend on everything, I have pulled a small group to the side and said, guys, I totally get it. This kid is driving me nuts. But I think you also know that he is not in the same position as you I need you to do what you can to make a little bit more space for so-and-so, I know it's hard, right? And sometimes those kids need, need a plan in place, right? You can talk to your teachers. I've said to my friends, that tells you a lot about life as a teacher, to my students, right? <laughs> I've said to my students before, you know, you pair the kid who has more patience with the kid who tries everyone's patience, right? And... I had two kids sitting next to each other, and this girl, who was such a sweetheart, came up to me and said, don't like, please, she drives me crazy. You cannot sit next to her. And I was like, listen, we change our seating every so often, and everybody needs to sit in different places, and, 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 and. How about this? If you're getting to the point where you're about to bubble over, you just give me a sign, you tug on your ear, you point to the door, you do something, I will know that that means that you've had enough to hear and you need to take a breather. And I will always let you go and take that breather. But our own right? teachers in two Not at all. Listen, that's, <laughs> 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 and, and it depends on the <laughs> school <laughs> culture also, right? Because you can't end up having 80 students taking a breather in the hallway. Right? <laughs> 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 that's, that's Wait, can a I, situation. I'm really at working on it I promise we Debbie thank you Debbie this is amazing and also she did this for the teachers at their PD yes. and now this week actually last week we did all the general studies teachers a follow-up training on in the minute what do you do and how to be present and then this week we did two grades of the Judaic studies and we're gonna finish them then we're gonna do the assistants, and then we're doing the bus matron so we're getting there. But hear me out for a second. What if you're on an airplane? Right. And, and you're, and you're then stuck then, for so, another right. 10 hours next to someone having a face. You also need <laughs> internal tools, yeah. right? You cannot always just leave. So you can work with your child also and say, what is a phrase that you can tell yourself? Write down on the top of your notebook. But what is a phrase that you can tell yourself in the moment that can help you calm down? But if the kid That's is a saying, therapy tool, right? If sorry. the kid is saying, this kid really gets to me. Right. As a teacher, it's such an easy fix. It, like, my son has the girl i with I don't really yeah. so everybody doesn't like I that kid, you're going to have the kids right. right. No, it's not like it. yeah. the girl but has no shoes. She takes her shoes off and puts her feet on him. So, get the there, there's them. two issues here. Right? Wait, that's how great. do we address? Yeah. But that's but why kids afraid to be. <laughs> 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 stay with me. Stay with me. I know that we've been sitting for a long time. It's very long. Um, there's two issues here, right? There's how do we support the child who is behaving inappropriately, and how do we make sure that the rest of our students and the rest of our children are living up to the expectations. Of them to be their best selves, even in difficult situations. I'm not saying that the kid doing whatever they're doing, that we know they shouldn't be doing, gets a free pass. Because that doesn't serve that child either, right? Ron also needs to know how to not drive his co-workers crazy when he's an adult, right? So it does not serve a child to be allowed to behave inappropriately, but it also doesn't serve any of our children to let them react to that, however their whims indicate, right? Now, I am here and I want to take all of the hands. I also want to respect anyone's time who needs to go back for a babysitter or who is just fidgety like me and needs to leave the room. Um, I thank you so much for coming. I'm here if anybody wants to stay, but please feel free to We have refreshments. Refreshments and uh, drinks over this one. yeah. you <laughs> Like, the end of the story is a happy story. Um, but at the time, it really wasn't. And and I was in a really bad place. And my parents knew it, but I wouldn't talk to them. Because I didn't want to get in trouble for talking to someone I didn't know online. Right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the information that I shared with Tara, this fake person, was not information I wanted to talk to my parents about. Or I wanted them to know about. And I just carried so much shame with me. I've told all of your children who've heard me speak is that one of the scariest things is that I started to believe that I deserved to be treated this way. The same way that they and police quote unquote in general say, well they deserve it. There's always going to be a reason you think they deserve it. If you didn't think they deserved it, you wouldn't do it, right? I started to believe that I deserved it. Which is horrible. And thank God, my parents tried so hard to get me to something I struggle to forgive myself for, what I put them through at the time, but I'm also so grateful to them because they made a decision and said, you know what, if you're not going to talk to us, fine, but you're going to talk to someone. And they sent me to a therapist, and it saved my life. Now, when they told me they were sending me to a therapist, if you think I, like, pulled confetti out and celebrated, like, no, and I will never forget, and I don't think they will ever forget the imagery. Of me sitting on the floor in my dining room, like in a corner, in a ball, crying hysterically that I did not want to go to therapy. <laughs> but if you recall taking your children at two years old to go to the doctor when they were screaming their heads off, also, and you did it anyway because you knew it was what was best for them, this is no different. And I'm still <laughs> incredibly grateful, and it is the first thing that I tell everyone if your child is struggling, because they're treating people unkindly. Because let me tell you, something, people who did this to me—they did, they did—and you have no idea when people will tell me all the time, "Oh, but you need to understand this one's parents were divorced, that one's father died." This one, did. my reaction is always, "Listen, there are plenty of people who go through that and don't make others miserable for it." Right? So I have no patience for that. But do they need help? Yes. Hurt people, hurt people. Yes. Right? And so everybody help. But especially if your child is struggling, please do not hesitate to find help. It's not always going to be the right fit on the first time. It sucks. It really does. I'm sorry, but it does. It's not always going to be the right fit. And sometimes you need to say, okay, you're not clicking with this therapist after a few sessions. Fine, let's go find another one. But do not give up because it can be the difference between them turning out okay and God forbid. Okay, so... With that said, happy for any questions. And also there are delicious refreshments and everything here, so feel free to walk around.